Father, we thank you and praise you today. We thank you this morning for an awesome time of worship with you, Lord, and praise with you. We thank you that the shackles and the chains and the cords and the webs are being broken. We thank you that a great exodus is taking place in the earth right now. We thank you, Lord, that you're speaking. You're speaking from your throne. You're speaking the word uh, justice. You're a God of justice. You're a God against injustice. And we thank you that you're shifting the earth, you're shifting nations, you're shifting attitudes. And uh, we pray for this word this morning that you would have free course, that you would open up the eyes of our understanding, that we may be enlightened, that we may know uh, what you're doing in the earth and the season and the time that we're in. So, Father, bless this word. Bless those that have joined us uh, over, from overseas in Africa and India and Pakistan uh, and Nepal. I know you're still shut down. Uh, I'm getting texts every day. Uh, looking for help, but just uh, all I can say is we praying and believing God uh, to help you through this season, you know, the lack and uh, the, uh, in a lot of nations. So we're praying, praying for you. We're praying for you in Uganda. The pastor I talked to you, uh, called me yesterday and informed me that uh, he can't even take a bunch of food out to people. He has to take them secretly with a little bag of food because they'll get robbed. Uh, it, it, they can't even get food. Uh, the government comes against them if they try to buy a lot of food and then the prices are high. People can't travel. If they want to go to their village, they gotta, uh, they got to figure out, put uh, seven people in a four-people car and uh, how they're going to get gas to get there and get back, and it's just horrible. And so uh, we're praying for these nations. Nepal, the orphans up there, they're, everything is, is uh, in an uproar and they haven't opened up the nations yet. So... We continue to pray for you that God's going to provide. He sees where you are, and he will provide for you. Amen. Uh, this morning's message, uh, I titled it Exodus, Pandemics, and Protests. Uh, several weeks ago, I talked about the priest and the plague. But I want to talk about, uh, I want to just share what I feel the Lord is saying uh, as he's trying to deliver us out of bondage. The earth, the whole earth needs to be delivered out of bondage. And uh, he, he's, he's uh, saying something to the youth that have risen up in the streets. Uh, even the youth are peacefully protesting. Then there's another group trying to take over uh, the protest with other agendas and everything. And so a lot of voices trying to drown out the true voice that God, what God is saying. So I want to bring that. Uh, this is, I call it, this is that time in Jeremiah 23. Uh, verse 5 and 6, it says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In the whole earth, judgment and justice. I released a prophetic word about four or five months ago. The Lord said that I'm coming with judgment and I'm coming with justice. And little did we know what he was going to do, and now we're seeing that everybody's crying against the uh, racism and the injustice and discrimination against the brown or yellow, the black. Every nation, every nationality has been discriminated in one manner or another, but it's gotten really bad. It's been 400 years, uh, 401 years since the first slave was brought to America. And so it's time for us to get out. It's time for everybody to be free from this spirit of bondage, of racism that's rising up in the earth. And there's a battle going on between good and evil. And there's going to be a battle. So we're going to look at what it's going to take to get rid of this spirit and get rid of this stronghold that's been in the earth. Verse 6 says, In his days Judah shall be saved and Israel shall dwell in safety. 
and this is the, his name whereby we shall be called the Lord our righteousness. So God said, uh, the devil came, he brought the corona, he let the wicked men release the corona, shut the whole earth down to where it was in fear. And how many know when God rose up these youth people, they said, forget about fear, we're going to deal with injustice. And all of a sudden now, nobody's worried about the coronavirus. See, coronavirus operates off of fear. But there's a generation that's rose up and said, this is enough. Enough of enough. And when we've seen that policeman uh, lean on the neck of that man and kill him, uh, we said enough is enough. It's not that uh, it hasn't been happening. It's finally been recorded. Amen. Because there's been many have had their uh, uh, knee on, uh, please put their knee on their neck. So this is that time. We're in that season. A shift has taken place in the earth. And God said, I'm going to, there's going to be, uh, there's a battle going on. And, we, and I, we said that back in January. I said, watch when the weather gets warm. Explode. And here it is right here on, in, on the scene. See, God sees everything. And Ecclesiastes 5, 8, 9 says, If you see of oppression of the poor and violent perverting of judgment and justice in the providence, marvel not at the matter. For he that is higher than the highest regardeth it. God sees what happened. And there is be higher than they. Moreover, the profit of the earth is for all. He said, moreover, the profit of the earth is for everybody. It ain't just for one race, one generation, one tribe. It's for everybody in the earth. We're all supposed to be enjoying the goodness of the earth. All the king himself is served by the field. Amen. So he says, even, he said, the king himself is served by the field. So God said, if you're prosperous, I'm prosperous because you're worshiping and praising me. And so there's a release that God wants to show that he's watching. And he said, when you see the perversion, know that I regard it. And now God is speaking. He said, no more injustice. No more wickedness. And this is just not in America. That's, it would be a different thing with just the black people in America or the Spanish in America or Cuban or whatever. But it's happening in England. They're very discriminatory against uh, the Africans in England, uh, from the islands, from Trinidad, from Barbados that have been transferred there. Uh, they were slave slavers in, in England. England was saying, we're not slavers, yeah, but you had colonized all the islands everywhere else. You didn't, you didn't do it in your country, but you did it uh, in other nations. England did it, and they were oppressed. And the Spanish oppressed the Incas and, the, uh, and Mexico and all of that. Conquistadors came in and made slaves of every nation. Every nation, even in Africa right now, you would think that in Africa there's no racism. But there's tribal. They, in, in Nigeria, they got uh, Yorbas, Hausa, Igbo, uh, 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 four or five different groups. And all of them are different, and all of them hate each other. But it's the same color. You're not a Yoba. They, the clothes, the dresses is different. Uh, the way they talk is different, their slang is different, but they, they still fight one another. It's called tribal warfare. So God is dealing with that. Even in Africa, they're marching. Even in South Africa, they're still marching. Uh, even uh, 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 the apartheid in the 90s, when 92, when apartheid broke, I, I was over there in 92. The Lord had me go over there in 92. It's like this in America. We need to break this thing once and for all in America so that everybody can be free. So God is breaking the chains uh, of slavery and racism in there. But there was a, there's a pattern that we need to follow or that we need to understand when God's trying to do something. And uh, uh, there, there's always a protest against authority. In Numbers 16, verse 1 and 2, it says, Now Korah, I'm not Korah, the son of Izar, the son of Kohath, the son of Levi, uh, uh, and Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, 
and on, and the son of Peleth, and the sons of Reuben took men, and they rose up before Moses with certain children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown, and they came to Moses, and they protested against Moses. Now here, God said, I'm going to send Moses to deliver you and break the chains and the bondage of slavery off your life. And Moses came in, and he said, I'm not going to do it quickly. I'm going to harden Pharaoh's heart. So they went through the whole process of plagues and, and frogs and lights and stuff. And then he brought them out, and he brought them to the, uh, to the place of the Red Sea. And uh, 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 Pharaoh decided to follow. And even with this thing arising now, with the injustice in the earth, the spirit of Pharaoh, with the spirit of slavery that's been over nations, even though they're rising up in voices and rising up against injustice and rising up and say, we want to change the laws, we want to change the, the, this and change that and change this. There are voices that are not godly voices that are trying to hijack what God's trying to do. So these were leaders that came against the leadership that God had ordained, uh, Moses, and they said, well, we hear from God too. And verse 3 says, and they gathered themselves together against Moses. Now here God's trying to deliver them, and they can't see the deliverance. All they can see is, you think you're something. You think you're in charge. And against Aaron, they said to him, you take too much upon you. Seeing all the congregation, we all holy. And every one of them, we all, uh, uh, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift you up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. In other words, we want to be leaders just like you. Who made you the leader? Well, God made him the leader. And so they came against the authority or delegated authority of God. God said, I heard your cries. I heard your despair. I heard them putting a knee on your neck. I heard them putting chains on. I heard them beating you. I heard them not giving you food and making brick without straw. And I came down and I'm sending to deliver for you. Now you want to raise up against the God that I've sent to deliver you. The heart was not right. And Moses heard what they said and he fell on his face. And he's, look what it is interesting. And he said, and he spake unto Korah and to all his company while he's down on his face before them. They come and who you think you are? He got down on his face before them. And he said, even tomorrow the Lord will show who are his and who is holy. And will cause him to come near unto him, even him whom he has chosen, he will cause near, to come near to come unto him. Now see, they set themselves up because of their rebellion against authority. Uh, 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 they rebel against authority. They say, we're just as holy as you are. We can hear from God like you can hear from God. Who made you in charge? Well, you, who the leader? Uh, I've been seeing all kind of stuff on, on, on Facebook and stuff and say, well, well, well uh, uh, I don't see all the pastors out there marching and picking it. Why? I'm not going out there. I'm too old. I see what they did to that man 75 years old. They knocked him upside the head, knocked him down, and, and had blood come. See, not the elderly don't need to be in the battle. We can sit on the sideline and coach the young. See, the Bible says the youth shall meet the enemy in the gate. And so we need to let our youth, let God use in these youth, but the youth need wisdom. We're going to look in the Word because the youth don't have the wisdom. And so the youth are out there protesting, and then you got another group that are paying them to go out and break windows and, and burn buildings and tear up everything that they, that they can tear up to cause anarchy in the nation. So the enemy's trying to hijack what God's trying to do. And so there's a battle going on for the nation right now. 
and, and, and he says, he said, for this cause, verse number 1611, said, for, for which cause both thou and your company, here 250 of y'all coming against me, leaders, gathered against the Lord, what is Aaron that you murmur against him? What did Aaron do to you? He's just the mouthpiece and saying what God says to say. And Moses, this, 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 is, this is interesting. Moses sent and called to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Elab, and said, come, I want to meet with you. And they said, we ain't coming. Now God, Moses and Aaron standing there with Jesus with the pillow cloud, sent a message to, to Nathan and Abiram, come, we want to talk with you. And he said, we ain't coming. We ain't coming because y'all, you, who, 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 more, you brought us into this land, you promised to give us a land of milk and honey. You said you won't give us land of milk and honey, or give us an inheritance and fields and service, and wilt thou not put the eyes of, uh, put out the eyes of these men? We ain't coming. You made a promise. You said you was going to deliver us. Now he had already brought them out of Egypt with great signs and wonders, and the Red Sea parted, and a water came out of the rock, and manna from heaven, and here they rise up against God, because it wasn't fast enough. It didn't happen fast enough for them, so they rose up against authority. So we have to be careful when, they, when they're saying injustice, that they take their time and have a plan, and think about what needs to be done to change the laws, because all of a sudden now they're shouting, get rid of all the police. Unfund the police. Yeah, well, what would happen if my grandson got hit yesterday? We had to call the police. So you want to get rid of the authority figures, uh, the ones that can help you, you want to get rid of them. So there's a imbalance. You know, they're crazy, talking crazy. You know, people, uh, the youth don't think things through. And so Moses, it says, Moses was very rat. He was mad. And he said unto the Lord, Respect not their offering. Don't even respect their offering. Whatever they offer. When they, don't, when they come, don't even respect their offering. I have not taken one ass from them. <laughs> Neither have I hurt none of them. And I can understand Moses. Now here you are doing everything you can do. God spoke to you. Put your hand in your chest. Take your hand out. And leprosy all in your hand. And a, a rod turned into a serpent. And took up the serpent. And he put the rod in the water. And the water turned to blood. And he called out flies and all these plagues and stuff. And then you got people complaining. Complaining. God's bringing you out of bondage. They were whipping you with whips. Making you build temples. And making you build sphinxes and stuff. And now God said, I'm bringing you out. And now God done brought you out. And you're still complaining. And so he was mad. He said, don't even take that, receive their offering. Because what he said, he said, now, when they rose up to him, he said, Moses said, on tomorrow, y'all come. Bring every man a censer <clears throat> and bring it with you. And we're going to find out who God, who's holy before the Lord. So we have to intercede for those that are misled. Because among, they want to be free, but they don't know what they want to be free of. They don't know what freedom is. We don't, we really don't know uh, over 400 years what what real freedom is, uh, I, I guess the, the white people don't understand what real freedom is because they have it. But if you've been black and been discriminated against, that's not freedom. When you try apply for a job and, and they put you to the back because of your color of your skin, that's not freedom. You don't have an equal playing trail. So in Numbers 16, verse 20, it says, Now the Lord spoke to Mary, Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves upon, upon, among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. So God said, I got, God got, Moses was mad. God got mad. God said, you just, just step back now. Step back now. I'll handle this one. And, and they fell on their faces and said, God, oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, 
Shall one man sin, and will you be wroth with the whole congregation? You're going to kill everybody? <laughs> and so we have to be careful when certain people are in leadership and they mess up. You can't judge everybody because of what they've done. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get you up from the tabernacle of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. So Moses interceded, said, Lord, don't kill them all. And I said, okay, let me, give me those three over there, the ones causing them. I mean, they've been a thorn in your flesh since we left Egypt. Every time uh, they were the ones, and Moses said, what are we going to do now? Are they coming to get us? What are we going to do now? And Moses up the Red Sea. And then they came, we ain't got no water. You done brought us out here to die. I wish we can go back to the garlics and the leek and the, and the fishes that we had in Egypt. Yeah, you done brought us out here to die in the desert. We ain't got nothing to drink. And Moses brought, Moses said, speak to the rock. Moses spoke to the rock. Water came out. That took care of that. Then they rose up again. We ain't got nothing to eat. You done brought us out there. We want some meat. I'm sick of this manna. See, we never satisfy what God gives us. We always want a little bit more. I, I, you know, I, I don't want. I don't want this rice and, and beans today. I want red lobster. <laughs> Give me some red lobster. Sick of eating this cereal every morning. I want something different. And so the apostolic, they rose up against the authority. And the authority is given by the commission of the Lord. The Lord gave Moses the authority. Numbers 8, 16, 28 says, And Moses said, Hereby, this is why you're going to know the Lord have sent me, apostolic. I'm sent by the Lord to do these works. For I have not done them in my own hand, my own mind. If these men die a common death of all men, if they wake up, they go to sleep, wake up, and they die, that's fine. Or if they be visited with a visitation of all men, then the Lord have not sent me. And so Moses was standing there and said, we're going to see who really is. Verse 30 of number 16, and he said, the Lord... He said, but if the Lord do a new thing, this is where we are in America, God's doing a new thing, the earth shall open up her mouth and swallow up right, uh, racism, the earth shall swallow up uh, slavery, the earth shall swallow up with all that pertain to them, they shall go down quick to the pit, you shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And so we're going to see God's hand remove racism from the earth. God's going to do it. We can come up with our thoughts and ideas and plans and, and social issues and social plans and, and, getting, and, and policing and working with the police and all that, but God's going to move it. Amen. And it came to pass, as he had made an end of speaking all these words, the ground clave under that was under them. And the earth opened up her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses, their tents, and all the men that pertain to Korah, and all their goods, they and all that pertained to them went down alive into the pit. And the earth closed up upon them, and they perished from among the congregation. Now, that's a miracle. Not, I don't, when there's an earthquake, an earthquake, it splits everything, and it just stays that way. But this thing opened up and closed back. So I, you, when God opens up a door, <laughs> no man can shut. When God shuts a door, no man can open. Amen? God set a trap door underneath them and shoot. They went straight to hell. They didn't collect $200. They, they just went down to the pit. They came, be, the plague came because of rebellion. That was a plague. That was God breaking out on them. And God broke them, and everything pertaining to these three guys, God wiped it all out. Their family, 
all the men that were hanging around them, their buddies, all of them. Because the congregation say, step back, everybody. <laughs> this is going to be a good one here. Most of them, if they die common death, it's going to be okay. But if, if, if they don't die common death, you're going to know that who's the Lord. And God came in and showed them who was right. And so I like, I like that as racism being swallowed up. See, it's raising his head, but God's going to swallow it up. Amen. God's going to swallow it up. It's going to be gone off the earth. See, then Moses said, all right. All the people ran. When they saw that, they took off running. And, and, and they began to cry. They heard them crying and screaming as they were going down. Ah! <laughs> Everybody took off running. Not me. I ain't, you're not taking me down there. And so they ran. At least the earth swallowed them up. And, and they came out. And then fire came out. Now the earth opened up. Swallowed down down. Nathan and Byron and all the same And then the 250 elders, fire broke out. Look what it says, number 1634. And Israel were around about them, fled at the cry of them, and it said, least the earth swallow us up. Verse 35, and there came out a fire from the Lord, from heaven, down. Not from bottom up, it came from heaven down. And consumed 250 that offered incense. And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Speak to Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, that he take up censers out of the burning, and scatter thou fire yonder, for they are hollow. It's a type and shadow of wrong prayer, wrong fire. Moses told them, Bring your sisters tomorrow. The only fire that God accepted the sister was type and shadow of, of, of incense of prayer. The priest was to take the fire off the altar of sacrifice and come before the Lord. They went to their campfires and lit their censers, which is a type and shadow of carnality and flesh. Fleshly fire. Unholy fire. And brought it before the Lord, 250 of them. So God said, I'm going to show you who's holy <laughs> and who's not. And so the fire came down and burned up 250 of them. And then God told Aaron's son, uh, son to take the burnt censers, the metal censers that they had. And he said, verse 38, he said, the censers of these sinners, called them sinners, against their own souls, because they, they, they rose up against their own souls. They, they rose up against me. They, they, they got into rebellion. They got into pride and said, I'm in, we're in charge just like Moses in charge. And they came before God, and God said, you're a sinner. And uh, uh, let them make broad plates for covering of all the incense. Take the incense, beat them with a hammer until they make plates, and then cover the altar with these incense to remind the people who's God and who ain't God. So every time they looked at that altar, they said, uh-oh. To keep my mouth shut off the authority figures in the house of God. So they are hollow, and they shall be assigned to the children of Israel. He said they are hollow because the fire of heaven hit them, burned them, melted them. So if you've seen on the news yesterday, on the TV this morning, they're going around all the states now removing statues, Confederate statues, and Confederate altars and memories of slavery. Now they did it back what ten years ago when they rose up and they started removing some statues and stuff. Now they're going to removing everything. They they and down down 
Alabama and, and other places. They're removing the flags, removing uh, 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 General Lee. They're removing Confederate statues and Confederate all. Uh, there was a one place uh, down in South, they had a, a, a monument of the auction block. And they got rid of that. So God, when God dealt with them, he said, take all the idols and burn them in the book Kidron. Destroy them. And so we need to destroy even the memory of that, uh, 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 the conf that confederate uh, of the slavery. We wipe it out. Forget the old things. All things are becoming Amen. new. We're going to the new. We're going to forget the old thing. It's time out. To, God's going to re uh, bless those that have gone through. And so we've had a plague. I call this Exodus pandemic and plague. We've had a plague in America. We had a plague around the earth, shut down. And, and it was a shift that caused the youth to begin to rise up and fight. Uh, look at Numbers 26 and 1. There's another plague. He says, he said, it came to pass after the plague, after the corona, that the Lord spoke to Moses and Eliezer, <coughs> Eliezer the son of Aaron, the priest saying, Take the sum of the congregation of the children of Israel from 20 years old and upward throughout their father's house, all that are able to go to war. So God said, all right, they're so rebellious. Let's, let's, let me start getting ready for war. Everybody over 20 years of old, I'm going to kill them all. Now, he wanted to consume them all. Moses interceded. He said, no, don't kill the whole congregation. God said, no problem. I did just, let me deal with these three leaders here. Then I'll deal with the 250. And then he said, everybody over 20, y'all going to fight. And so we're seeing in America, all our young people, young people over 20 are out there. Even ones 14, 12, 8, 9, and 10 are out marching in the streets. He said, get ready for war. Get ready. Uh, uh, for battle. Get ready to fight because you don't know how to fight. Y'all haven't been fighting. He said, all of y'all that rebel against me, you're going to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. But you're going to fight. So you're gonna, you don't know how to fight, so I'm going to train you how to fight because you're going to have to fight your way into your blessing. I did this post the other day. The Lord gave me this about uh, 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 the daughters of uh, Zelophead. Zelophead. They were daughters, uh, after they did all the battles, they were daughters of Zolophiad that God had made a law that the, 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 the sons got the inheritance. And these daughters, they were tough. They were warriors. And they rose up and said, wait a minute, Moses, this ain't fair. And they went to Moses and they went to God and said, wait a minute, we're supposed to get inheritance too. See, there's, God's raising up some strong women now. The yeah. women are rising up in, yeah. in, in, on the front lines of this activism. They're, they're, they're on the microphone. They're speaking against this, uh, uh, racism. They're speaking against uh, the injustice. There's some strong women. Now, these women, this picture is a picture of women. These are uh, 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 Watusi women uh, from Kenya. Zulu, I believe they're Zulu. But uh, they carry guns when they go out. Because they're dealing with, they, 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 they fighting. And these some tough-looking young ladies there will look like, hey, I, I, I'll fight you. <laughs> Amen? So God's raising up a spirit that is raising up among the youth. The, young, the women are rising up because uh, 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 
A lot of the men have been incarcerated. All the fathers and men and generations have been incarcerated in jail. And so the women have been ones that have been going to college. They've been the ones that have been getting the jobs and the offices and everything else. Because uh, even after World War, uh, Korean War, World War II, the women were working in the factories. They were uh, uh, making airplanes and making bullets and making guns. And then after the war, they had all the jobs and the men came back and they couldn't get jobs. They were discriminated against to get jobs. And so... It was a mess. So the women have always been pushed forward to go to college. Most, most colleges, 70% are women. They're going to college because the men have been incarcerated with unjust laws, drug laws, and, and all of this because they couldn't get jobs. So they started selling drugs. And then next thing you know, uh, they came up with the war on drugs and, and this false war on drugs. And they incarcerated all the Spanish, black, and the minorities. All of them went to jail. So now all the men are gone, and so we have women now leading the families, and women having to take in leadership roles, but God is raising up another generation of young men. Uh, there was a prophetic uh, uh, word I released last, last fall, or uh, three years ago. I mean, it was very clear. The Lord spoke it in my, very clear in my ear. He said, emergency. Emergency. And I said, Emergency? And I, be, and I went and looked up emergency, and when you look at it in the dictionary, it's broken up. Emerge, emerging generation, Gen C, generation, see them and pray for them. Emerge generation C. Emerging generation C. Emerging generation C. I posted a picture. It was about the 750 young black men that were going to college that year. And the Lord said, pray for them. Pray for them. Pray for them. That's four years ago. They're coming out of college. Now now they're leading and speaking up. A generation that is raising up. So God is he, he's putting people in place. He put people in place. So he knew this pandemic was come. And he knew that he'd have people, young people that would rise up and say enough is enough. Time us to take the torch. My generation started it. My generation marched. My generation, the, the riot in 68, uh, uh, in Chicago took place down the street right on the corner of my house where my house was in my neighborhood. Uh, I used to go to SCLC. I used to pick it. I used to wear, uh, everybody wore bib overalls back then in the 60s. You know, we, we were marching and picking and sit-ins. I was doing sick and sit-ins and stuff at the, at the uh, five and dime stores where they wouldn't let you come in. I used to go into five and dime. They wouldn't let black people come sit at the counter. You had to, if you wanted a hamburger, you could stand at the end of the counter and, and stand there and put your order in and wait for your order, but you couldn't sit on the counter. And so we went through that and, and, and picketed and, and caused uh, a reaction to happen. But the next genera generation means to take it further, to break it. And so number 1641, Moses said to the congregation, he said, but on the morrow, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses, against Aaron, saying, you have killed of the people. Now look at this. You really got to look at this. Now here you have the leaders rise up against Moses. God comes and swallows them up in the earthquake. Then, and the people ran. Then God sent fire down. Killed up the 250 rebellions. Instead of the people being afraid and fearful of God, they came back the next day and said, Moses, you killed the people of God. You killed the people of the Lord. Moses didn't call, make the fire come out of heaven. He didn't make the earth swallow. But they accused Moses. Their hearts were not. They were so 
bound in their hearts with chains in their hearts of bitterness, of the bitterness of Egypt, that they couldn't get Egypt out of them. He brought them out of Egypt, but he couldn't get Egypt out of them. And the Lord spoke to Moses and said, get you up from among the congregation now, that I may consume them as a, in a moment. And Moses fell on his faces again. And then Moses told Aaron, said, now take, a, take your censer, put fire in off the altar, put the incense in, and go quickly unto the congregation and make atonement for them, for the wrath of God is going out from the Lord. The plague has begun. And that's when thousands of them died that day because of the plague. And that's when they said that, uh, that Aaron ran in the midst of the coronavirus with a censer. He wasn't afraid. He didn't get the coronavirus. But the Bible says that he stood between the dead and the living. The priest did. And the plague was stayed. And so the plague came, as we said, because of sexual immorality, uh, immorality, sexual sin. They got plagued. They got plagued for rebellion. They got a plague for uh, rising up against authority. They got a plague. Uh, 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 God sent fire. God sent fiery serpents against them. I mean, if you look at it, God's trying to deliver them. And they're kicking and screaming for 40 years. Kicking and screaming and hollering and saying, you can deliver us, but we won't do it our way. You're going to do it our way. And so Numbers 31 is another example. Moses sent them to war, a thousand of every tribe, 12,000 men, them with Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, to war with holy instruments and trumpets to blow in his hand. Notice that he sent the son of the priest to war. You stay back, you pray, send a representative, a younger generation, to go with them to the battle. And trumpets to blow in their hands. Trumpets is a type of shadow of the prophetic word. And they warred against the Midianites, and the Lord commanded Moses, and they slew all the males. Now here, God gave a command, destroy everything. And they slew the kings of Midian, beside the rest of them that were slain, namely Evi, Rechem, and Zur, Hur, Reba, the five kings of Midian, Balaam also, the son of Beor, they slew with the sword. So we know the end of Balaam, the false prophet. He wound up being slain in a, in a battle. And uh, that was the time when uh, Joshua told him they put the five kings in the cave, no, that, that wasn't the same five kings, but the, there was a time when Joshua had the five kings, Zelma, Zuma, or whatever, and he told, he, told, he told the elders, now, come put your foot on his neck of the kings to show them, show you that you have authority, that God is with you, and that you have the authority over, the, over these nations. Don't be afraid of them. Come put your foot on their neck. So we're going to put our foot on the neck of the devil. We're putting a foot on the neck of racism. We're putting our foot on the neck of the discrimination. We're putting our foot, the, God, the foot of God upon them. And so God, the plagues caused quarantines because of that, because of that battle. And verse 16 says, it said, because, because these caused the children of Israel through the council of Balaam to commit a trespass against the Lord in the matter of Peor. So Balaam, uh, uh, and there, were, there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. So Balak told Balaam, say, curse him. And Balaam said, I can't curse him. He said, what can I do? He said, you got to get them to have sexual sin or commit fornication with the prostitutes. Then God would judge Israel. Because he ain't going to get to Israel unless they have idolatry or sexual sin. So that caused the plague to come. Mm -hmm. 
Verse 19, it says, do you and do you thee abide without the camp seven days? He said, you're going to battle. You're going to battle against unclean people. You're going to battle against the Midianites. He said, kill everything. Don't bring anything back. Kill everything. And he said, when you came back, he said, kill, uh, uh, whosoever have killed somebody and whosoever touched any slain, purify both yourselves and the slaves that you captured on the third day and on the seventh day. Purify all your raiment, take your clothes off, wash them. All this is made of skins, all the work of goat's hair, all things made of wood. Wash everything, clean everything, because you don't want a plague breaking out on you. You had to purify everything. And so they, they were really, really, really rebellious. And I didn't go through the whole thing, but they brought back women. They brought back children. They brought back uh, 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 sheep, camels, and stuff. And God told them to kill all the people. And so what God told them to do was every woman that was over, that, was still a, uh, that wasn't a virgin, he said, kill them. He said, any children that, were not, that were, have never had sex, you can keep them. But the rest of them, they defile. You don't want them in your camp. And so he wiped them all out and he, he, kept, the, he kept the young girls. They protested against God because God failed them. And so we, even in America, the, uh, some say, well, the church has failed a lot of people. The church has not been doing what the church should do. And the church has failed them. And it's very dangerous for the church not to get involved, not to get out in the street, not to get involved with what's going on. First Samuel 8 is the story. It said, all the elders of Israel gathered themselves and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, behold, you are old. And your sons don't walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge like all the other nations. We're coming to you because you didn't raise your sons to be the proper pastor in the church. They were still in the offerings, having sex with the women. They're bringing the offerings, and they were taking the best meat and everything else. They were wicked sons. And he said, we're tired of this. Uh, but the thing displeased Samuel, and the Bible says in verse 6 of 1 Samuel 8, he said, give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel, hearken unto the voice of the people, and all that they say unto thee, for they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. America rejected the Lord in our schools, in the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, we rejected him in prayer. We rejected them. They want to shut us down in coronavirus. Isn't, isn't that interesting? Shut all the churches down. Don't let them get together. They're going to get the coronavirus. And now the other day, they said, we need the churches. We need to wear the pastors. We need them to lead us. We need the churches. We, we need to get involved. I told you, just be still. Just be still. Sometimes you got to use wisdom. See, there's a generation that don't use wisdom. And so don't get mad. They're going to call on you sooner or later because they got to have the God. And I said, America, God wasn't going to do anything in America until what? Until they got on their knees. You've been watching the videos, the newspapers? You've been watching all the, all the people on their knees praying in all the cities and all the nations on their knees praying to the living God. So we're in the beginning of the move of God. A shift has taken place. But there's a, a social shift, but there's a spiritual shift that is going to take place too. So God said, they haven't rejected you. They rejected me from reigning over you. They don't want me to reign over them. 
So there's a protest that took place. They protested against the wrong priesthood. They protested against the authority of God. Uh, uh, and, but we were, they were protesting rebellion against, uh, and rebelled against oppression and tyranny. In 1 Kings 12, there's another example of, of, of protesting and, and, and plagues and stuff. Uh, the kingdom, Solomon, we know, the wisest man in the earth was stupid because he had a thousand wives and he wound up going into idolatry and he became dumb and cursed by God. And God made a promise that, to David that I'm not going to destroy your kingdom, but it will remain forever. 1 Kings 12, verse 8 says, He forsook the counsel of the old men. Solomon's son forsook the counsel of the old men. So you need the elders to, to direct the young men, and which they had given him and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, which stood before him. And he said to them, What counsel give ye that we may answer this people who have spoken unto me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father did put upon us lighter. And the young men that were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus you shall speak to the people, speak to, unto thee. Thy father made your yoke heavy, but make it thou lighter to, unto us. Thus thou shalt say to them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. In other words, the young people gave him the wrong counsel. Young people don't think things all the way through. You got to be a strategist to think about the next generations that are coming from uh, behind you. And so, as they're protesting, even against this racism, and we're going to see, uh, you're going to see a lot of stalling, and you're going to see a lot of uh, 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 pampering and, and, and things that are taking place just to, just to calm everybody down, but keep doing what they're doing. Some of these big corporations that are saying, and I ain't scared, the, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Bank of America said they're going to give a billion dollars to help against racism. Well, Bank of America stole everybody's houses back in 2008. <laughs> I mean, people lost houses left and right with them uh, bundling house mortgages and stuff, and, uh, uh, underwater subprime mortgages and stuff. They ought to give back $5 billion instead of uh, uh, $1 billion, all the money they stole. And then other people said, well, we're going to give a million. We're going to give $400 million. We're going to give... Right. You just stole everybody's money. Walmart said, we're going to get thousands. Of well, you didn't shut down all the mom and pop stores. Businesses should have been businesses. So we got to listen and discern where the enemy is going to come in to try to stop the move of God to bring freedom to God's people, that we break every chain, every yoke, every fetter off the minds of God's people. So he said, we're going to beat you worse than what my father did. I'm going to beat you down like a dog. I'm gonna, we're going to really tax you. We're really going to put a tribute on. And when they said it, and said, and said, and when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto the elders, the wisdom of the elders, the people asking the king said, what portion have we with David? Neither have we any inheritance with the son of Jesse. Let's go. Everybody go home. Let's go to your tents. And all Israel, now see thy own house. David, so Israel departed from their tents. Now remember now, Judah made David king, and then all Israel came and made David king. And so when his son, Solomon's son, finally rose up and, and, and said, we're going to make you worse than ever, they said, wait a minute. You living in a $5 million mansion, and we ain't got nothing, you ain't giving us nothing. <laughs> Let's go, I'm going to my own house, forget you. 
But as for the children of Israel that dwelt in the cities of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. So Rehoboam, the people in the city stayed. But the people in the suburbs said, hey, Mayor Lightfoot, forget you. <laughs> We're going on about our business. <laughs> and so the people rebelled against false, the, the authority that wasn't in their heart, didn't have them in their heart. Rebel against, the people rebel against the prophetic. Uh, verse 12 of, of, of uh, Second Chronicles. He uh, uh, said, and he did sight, and, and, and he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, his God, and humbled not himself. This is talking about Zechariah, Zedekiah. And humbled not himself before the Lord, Jeremiah, and Jeremiah the prophet, speaking from the mouth of the Lord. He did evil in the sight of the Lord his God and humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet. See, Jeremiah had a power to speak over the land. Jeremiah told me, y'all going into captivity for 70 years. But Zedekiah didn't want to hear that. And he also, verse 13 says, he also rebelled against the king Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear by God, but he stiffened his neck and he hardened his heart from turning into the Lord God of Israel. More of all the chief priests and the people transgressed very much after all the abominations of the heathen and polluted the house of the Lord and he had hollowed in Jerusalem and the Lord God of their fathers sent them by his messengers. By his messengers. And so he rebelled against Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar put him in control and charge and, and, and over and he rebelled and he rebelled against the prophetic and God sent plagues. God sent judgment. We wrap this up. First Psalms 119 verse 121. It says, I have done judgment and justice. Lead me not to our oppressors. So we can pray that. I have not, I've done judgment and justice. Lead me not to my oppressors. But surety for my servant is good. Let not the proud oppress me. My eyes fail for thy salvation. And for the word of thy righteousness. That's what the earth is crying. We're looking for the righteousness of God now. We're looking for salvation now. We're looking for relief now from injustices. Psalms 89, 14. Justice and judgment are my habitation. That's what the Lord said. Justice and judgment is his habitation of my throne, of thy throne. Mercy and truth go before thy face. God said, I see, but mercy and grace is before my face. And judgment and justice is before my habitation of my throne. And I'm dealing with them. I'm dealing with injustice in the earth right now. So there's a, a move of God. Racism is being destroyed. So Isaiah 59 1 says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, and it, that he cannot save. His ear is not heavy, that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you between you and your God. Your sins have hid his face from you. He will not hear. If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves, then he will hear. For your hands have defiled with blood. You killed 60 billion babies. Your fingers in with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies. And your tongue has muttered perverseness. None calleth for justice. Nor any pleaded for truth. They trust in vanity and speak lies. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity. And so now we have a generation that's sick of it. Now we have a generation that's crying for truth. Now we have a generation crying for uh, to deal with the injustice, to deal with racism, to deal with iniquity, to deal with uh, uh, discrimination, to deal with all of these strongholds. Ezekiel 45, uh, 9 says, For thus saith the Lord, it let it suffice you, O princes of Israel, 
remove violence and spoil, execute judgment and justice, take away your extractions from my people, saith the Lord. So God is a God of justice. And he's crying out that justice is coming to the earth, not only in America, but around the world. And we're to be the prototype. We're to be the, uh, 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 the showpiece of God. We're to be the, uh, the, the, the laboratory of God now. God is moving in the earth strongly. And so there's, when God's trying to bring people out, they rebel, they don't understand, they'll fight against what God's trying to do. Even plagues will come. Even rebellion will come. But you've got to have a generation of the old and the young working together to bring about change in the earth. You need the wise men and you need the youth to meet the enemy in the gate. We need the <clears throat> wise men and the pastors out praying with the people, getting in the midst of the people, praying with the people, but we need to uh, have the, everything has to work together. The, the civil authorities, the church, uh, the government authorities, everything has to flow together and God is gonna bring uh, that together even in the kingdom age, when Jesus takes authority, it's going, everything's going to have to be in order. It ain't, it's not, it's going to, there's, there's rules and laws that God put right here, and we've got to follow them. And if we can't do it now, in the flesh, I don't know how these people are going to make it when Jesus comes, because he's really tough. Amen? And so there's going to be a learning curve, and there's a shifting taking place, and uh, we pray in the name of Jesus Father, that the, the bonds of bands of iniquity, the bands of injustice, and uh, let judgment and truth and mercy uh, uh, begin to pour forth, pour in the oil and wine of, of healing of this nation, uh, pour the oil of salvation, the oil of joy, uh, for heaviness. Uh, we pray for those that have lost their lives, those that have lost their lives. We pray for the police and those that are in authority that they will find Christ in the midst of this crisis. Hallelujah, because it's going to take the Holy Ghost and outpouring of your spirit uh, uh, to redeem and, and bring salvation to the earth. Let your spirit fall on America and all the nurses of the earth, even from this day forward, Lord. Let there be a, a movement of the spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I'll give the Lord a hand, praise, a clap or something. I think I went longer than I was supposed to. I got caught up. Oh, four minutes over. Okay. Well, at least I put it. See, if I left it at 50, then I would have been 55. So I'm, I left it at 45. Amen. Well, I'm done today. Uh, oh, we do have communion. Yeah, let's have communion. The mighty warriors standing in faith. Abel said, I'm knocked out. Woke up at 7.30 in the morning. She said, oh, shot. <laughs> she must have been drinking about a shot, huh? Uh -huh. Devil trying to stick her. You to pray for her. <laughs>